We have a treat in store today as we sit down with Mr. Gabe Carmona, our principal here at North Paulding High School. It's a great episode as we dive into several different topics that I know you want to hear about. We appreciate your listener support as we are just absolutely blessed with all the downloads we have, near 2,000 at our highest rated episodes. So thank you for all you do. Set back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another edition of our 1% North Paulding Athletics Podcast. Today is a special day as we, as we have our principal, Gabe Carmona, on the show with us. And we're excited to get into another edition as we have a lot of fun topics to talk about this morning. So we're going to start out the show with uh, Mr. Carmona talking a little bit. First of all, how you doing, boss? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing, doing awesome. Early in the morning here on fall break doing some recording. So we got football Friday coming up. It's just a lot of great things going on. So we're going to jump in before we get to some of the, the meat of the show. And I just want you, if you don't mind, you know, I could spend all day kind of going through your, your intro and your bio. And I know all that stuff's important in your resume, but more importantly to us and what you've shown here at North Paulding is who you are and who your family is. So I know Shay and Ella and Andrea, you got a senior and uh, Ella who's a freshman and Shay who you've been married to for 22 years uh, I know that sports are a big part of your family's life but tell us just a little bit about your family well kind of summed it up a little right there you know I have two opposite uh, children two wonderful children uh, met my wife in college and we've been married now as you said for 22 years she, she's an educator also she teaches elementary school and uh, she is my, my rock and she's my, my stable person there that kind of runs the household and, and kind of is the home boss there and, and lets me in his full support of me and the two girls uh, lets us run around crazy, but, but she's definitely the rock there. Um, Andrea is, um, like I said, a senior and she uh, was a cheerleader for a long time and is currently uh, a tennis player and played tennis also before that. And then Ella um, played some sports growing up, but she's kind of dedicated the last five or six years to soccer. So um, those are my two girls and they're great and wonderful and about as opposite, which makes things interesting at the household at all times. And I, I think what's so unique about working for you, and I, you know, my dad always told me, find somebody who you can learn from and if somebody's gonna support you, but somebody who's gonna allow you to put your family first and that, that's hard for me at times. I've really struggled over the years with that. But I also understand that you, you've kind of taught me is that your family's going to be here when everything else fades away. So tell me just a little bit about what your family means as far as work-life balance and how do you do with that? Well, you, you have to have someone who's understanding. And, um, you know, that kind of starts from at home. So it, it's wonderful. That, like I said, I have a wife who – her, she had um, one of her um, families, um, one of her parents was an educator and she's an educator. So it's just about telling her, hey, I have a commitment here, commitment there and it's great. And, and sometimes she comes and sometimes she doesn't, but totally understanding of, of, of my responsibility. And when things are great, she's my biggest cheerleader and 
when things go bad, she, she's there and, and, and a shoulder for me to, um, you know, get over that, get over that hump. So I think those are hugely important, but, you know, just kind of putting a perspective on life on those low points and put a perspective on life during those high points. And there's been many, many high points, but there's also been some low points too. Um, and then of course my girls, um, who are, are, are there and, and keep me grounded on current events and, and current happenings of those positive things of, of life that all parents go through of driving and, and friends and, and activities and um, tickets and car accidents and all those things that, that go along with, with life. Yeah, and I love how much you talk about your family. You know, every day we, we talk about our families and how important they are um, here at our job. So, you know, like, like I said, I, looking through your resume, and of course I know it because we talk a lot uh, about your experiences. And you got into administration very young, as we talked about on our pre-interview yesterday. But tell me a little bit about your story, uh, anything you want to share from the past and how you got to this point. Well, I'll try to keep it brief. I don't want to lose all the people who are listening, the, the few that are. Um, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a product of two educators. And my dad was in the military for 23 years and then transitioned to be an educator for 15 years. And then my mom was a librarian uh, for a long time. Back then it was a librarian, today media specialist. So, I mean, she was at a junior college. So um, education was important and, and school was important and community was important and family was important. So um, those kind of got me, um, you know, started that foundation. Uh, I love sports and um, it was really an, an avenue to, to fuel my competitiveness. And um, at the end, I was fortunate enough, and like I said, a parents were educators, so didn't have a lot of money, but we didn't really hurt for anything. But uh, I, was, I was good enough in, I played three sports in high school, but good enough in tennis to play at the next level. And so who was ever willing to, to pay for my education, that's where I was gonna go. And so the balance of not having a lot of money and the balance of uh, me wanting to play at the next level and, and feel those competitive juices and to get my education, because I knew that was gonna be the end of the road for me. Uh, it brought me to, um, um, West Alabama Division II tennis. So got on that plane from Sacramento, California to Birmingham, Alabama, never been. And, uh, but I love the South, haven't been back to the West Coast and uh, finished my career, my degree and uh, got an education and basically went through teaching and assistant principal. And I always said I wanted to be an elementary principal. That's what my goal was when I was younger and through college. And I got to be that. that was my first principal job as an elementary, um, as an elementary principal. But um, person that I, a couple supervisors said, you need to come over here and do middle school. And I did middle school previously um, as a teacher and as an assistant principal. So I went up and did middle school for a while. And I did high school before. And, and, and uh, but I never thought I would be a high school principal. And, and here I am. And I, and I love it. I love the I love the roller coaster ride of the emotion, the importance, the responsibility, and just the impact of, of being around kids and being around adults. So been lucky to be a principal at all three, all three levels. I've been fortunate. Yeah, I think that's so unique. You know, I, I get to spend a lot of time with you, but I think you don't talk to many people who've been a principal at an elementary school, a middle, and a high and been successful like you have. So that's a really unique 
uh, perspective that you bring to the table. It's really cool. And I know you said that the few people who were listening, Mr. Cremona, we had about 2,000 downloads just letting you know for our highest episode there. So, and I bet I hope you- not to cr- I hope not to you know ruin things for you in the future. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're hoping that you crash the 2,000 mark here, and we we keep this thing rolling. So to kind of piggyback on the on working with you every day and the administrators who who work with you and the teachers, um, where did you get your sense of humor from and your positive attitude? You know, I think consistency is such a big leadership attribute. Where did you get that from? It's it's nice as a athletic director, and I know teachers and coaches would say the same thing. We have a great school. Uh, we have problems, of course. We have a great school, but you're always consistent. No matter what, we know when we walk in your office, you're going to be positive, you're going to upbeat, and you're going to have a good sense of humor. Now, behind closed doors, you might tell us how it is, and you'll support us, and you'll lead us, but where did you get that from? I think that's so unique and so powerful as a leader. You know, I don't know. I think it's just a, a, a trait that I was a little lucky with, and for, you know, I might share this with my parents and a few family members. I think they would all pretty much say, how is, how is Gabe a principal? He's so easygoing. He loves to joke around and play around. And it's probably people who really know me probably know it's the opposite. You know, it's I'm serious at times, but I'm probably more playful and, and loose and jokey. Um, that's a word. Joke around, um, you know, most of the time. But I really think it's the sense of humor that I got from my parents. Uh, they're very um, lighthearted, like a laugh and um, easygoing and just love people. And, and that's what kind of got me into the field of teaching. I think I picked the perfect, perfect profession for me. You know, I started teaching tennis lessons when I was in high school to, to little kids. And I kept doing that and then just kind of led me into a major of education and teaching. And I just, I just loved it. But I really had a great childhood and a great upbringing. And I just really wanted to pass on that uh, joyfulness and that success. And, and if I could make some, uh, some changes in people's lives and, and for them to go forward and, and bring up um, the, the fortunate things that I have gone through, um, then that's what I was about and kind of dedicated my whole career, especially the beginning part of my career to work in the inner city, which I, I did for a number of years. That's great. And I think that's the, the trademark of a good leader is people over project. You always show that, that you're enjoying what you do. Uh, you're allowing people to be, to grow under you. And, and we appreciate that. Uh, it's so hard in, in leadership to just be task oriented and, and succeed. I think you've really mastered the people over projects and, and I know you work very hard and you're, you're serious, but you also have a positive attitude and that means a lot. What, what would you define success? What does success mean to you? I think success to me in my, in this business, um, it means probably two things, numbers and culture. So, uh, to me numbers, I mean, I'm here to push numbers. I'm here to push numbers up, uh, graduation rate, EOC numbers, um, results. And that that's, I'm, I'm here to push those kind of numbers up and it's not numbers are the, are the output. It's, the process along the way. So making sure I'm working with the administration, make sure administration's working with teachers and teachers are working with kids and all that, we're on the same boat as far as 
how we're having our unit design for lessons, how are we um, looking at data after every unit. So those processes get the output you want, but numbers is, is one thing. And then the second is culture, is happiness, is an expectation, and understand that our job is tough, but you know what, we love it, and we're gonna do the best um, we can for it. And, and as long as our heart is in the right place and we're doing the right thing, we're going to make mistakes, but it's okay. As long as our intentions are there in our heart and we're reflective and we can adjust. So, you know, I would say numbers, culture, but ultimately um, um, I, I think we're just, we're here to make things, um, make things better than where they were. Yeah. You know, I have a, a mentor, Cliff Cole, who, who, was our former superintendent who talks about you got to enjoy what you're doing because you're going to put in you're going to put in the hours you're going to put in the time you got to be around people you enjoy you got to work hard but you got to also enjoy what you're doing I think that's going to kind of relate to our coaches who who put in a lot of time and but they got to enjoy what they're doing it's got to be fun um, with the time you're putting you've definitely brought that culture here you know I love what you said about your family early on is the blue collar the hard working uh, and it translates into you got to have a good time uh, while you're working hard. You know, we talk a lot. We drive a lot. My family and I are going on a little one-day trip tomorrow. We see a lot of billboards. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Wow. You know, that's a tough question. Um, you know, I, I think 2020 hasn't been so good for a lot of people. It's been rough. It's been rough for a lot of people. It's definitely a year that no one's really going to forget. Um, so if I had to pick a billboard, um, I would say be nice, nice and understanding. You know, if I had a billboard, just old fashioned white billboard, black letters, be nice and understanding. You know, when times are tough, it's easy to say, okay, what, what can I do? What do I need? I, I, I. And in this world right now, and in COVID being home and missing school and all, only, you know, missing school in the spring and now only here a couple of days, I, I think we need to be understanding of fellow humans, families, parents, kids, economic times, jobs. So in politics and everything that's going around, I, I just think that we need to be a little nicer to people and a little more understanding of the situation and kind of sometimes um, put our feet in other people's shoes. That's a, that's a great point. I think we all need a little, little grace and understanding and where our community is doing a great job of that. We're doing, you know, our kids are back and things are going great here at the school and our community is awesome. So great, great word there. You know, this is a question I get fired up about, of course, being an athletic director and former coach. I think there's so many lessons to be learned in athletics that translate until your entire life. So talk to us a little bit about athletics and the difference it made in you. I know you were a big time tennis player. Um, you're a big sports fan. You know, we, we go to a Friday night football game and you're all into the game, tell me this and that. That's unique for a principal and it's a lot of fun as an athletic director and the rest of our administration for you to be able to be into the sports game and understand that it teaches life lessons. So talk to our, viewers and our listeners a little bit about the different sports has made in your life well I, I it's very easy for me to say I would not be where I am without sports um, 
obviously my body and, and fitness level at this time doesn't measure where I used to be in a different chapter in my life, but I love sports. Um, so I played all three sports in high school and was a high school quarterback, but I just hand the ball off in the wing tee, wing tee there. But um, I, I love the, I still have that competitiveness. Uh, I would say it's not there hardly anymore, but the pilot light is on and I just get it in other avenues of my job and other things where I want to be better than other schools in a friendly way. And I want to be competitive in our own school. Can we beat our own numbers? Can we make things even better? How can I improve the fine arts? How can I improve athletics? How can I improve the academics? So that competitiveness goes through and I wouldn't have that without sports. It also teaches you to, to work with people. Um, so the whole athletics, um, it teaches you how to win. It teaches you how to lose. It teaches all those experience. It prepares you for the work environment. But, um, you know, I, I think it just, I, I want to win. And, and some of that, that fuel is just internal, but it's in all the aspects of the school life and making sure I'm looking at every single program. I'm a huge proponent of extracurriculars, love band, love fine arts, um, love the academics and putting things. And again, but all those things, I think, come back from, my experiences in, in athletics and just um, those that internal competitiveness that I put within myself. And I, I think that's cool too, you know, being a former basketball coach, we talk a lot about the importance of Friday night lights, you know, that, you know, you hear football, but something you've really talked about a lot is the reason Friday night lights are so important is because it displays a vast majority, a lot of student athletes all at once. You got band, ROTC, <clears throat> you got yearbook taking pictures, football players, of course, booster clubs from band, cheer, football, all working together. And I think that's very important. You know, you have those cohesive units and you brought that to the table. So that's a, that's a great point. As you mentioned, athletics, and I appreciate your support on those things. So as we sit here, everyone knows what a principal does. Everyone knows, especially at this this school and our county's high schools, you know, we're sitting here, uh, 2,700 kids, a lot of things going on. You know, I'm around you, your phone never stops dinging, your emails uh, never stop going off and phone calls. And, and that's a, the hardest thing that you do so well is you kind of can put that to the side and focus on what's in front of you, where your feet are and be in the moment. But tell us a little bit about your main function as a leader. Well, I, I, that's a complicated of my main, I'll, I'll make it really simple. Um, if, if I had to say the nucleus of my job is to create the best environment possible. And that's just uh, my job in a nutshell, but it's way more complicated than that. So if we had that as a nucleus, the center, I have other arms, you know, tentacles that go out when I start talking about the HR side of my job, which is the hiring of good people or the firing of good people and the evaluation side. And you talk about the budget side and, and budget millions of dollars and, and, and where does that go and what resources do I, do I spend it on and in what avenues and what departments that go. And then you talk about the classroom instruction and the programs you have and the 15 CTA programs we have here. And what, what is our stages? And, and do we have the right people in the right spots? And, and all those things that go on. 
I got to make sure teachers have all the resources they need. And teachers are our grassroots, our most important employees. Do they have what they need? Because it's about people, not programs. But I still want them to give them the best equipment, best resources possible. And then for students, I got to make sure they're happy, they're engaged, they're learning. Uh, is their voice being heard? Are they having selection and choices into their high school experience? So all those together really just come down to, again, back to the core. Am I creating the best positive environment for everyone in the building? Yeah, I think you hit on it. You know, we can sit there and read all the leadership books. I know you're a, a leadership guy and you read books and podcasts, but it always comes back to culture. You know, strategy is very important, but your, your culture is going to eat that for dinner. And that's, that's a great point. You know, we talk a lot about legacy here, and, and you talk a lot about it. What do you want your legacy to be here at North Balding? Well, I hope you're not trying to get rid of me. Um, I, I mean that, of course, in a joking manner here. But usually when you talk about legacy, you're like, um, maybe he's at the end. Um, <laughs> um, you know, legacy, I, I, I think that's for other people to kind of judge. Um, when my time is up, whenever that is, and, and hopefully not for a while, but um, I hope my legacy is when I, when I leave that I've made the place better than what I arrived. And that, that is my number one job, am I making it better? And I hope when this school is still new and still very young, I hope I'm part of some of those uh, traditions and, and, and culture and heritage and, and all these things that are, are hopefully there. But I, I would say if I had to speak right now and early in my tenure, I would talk about, you know, that it's, I was real adamant when I came about getting out communication to people and getting out student voice. Those two things were huge that I really wanted to focus on because, um, I just think it's important to be open on what we're doing and transparent what we're doing. So some of the communication, such as the Wolfpack uh, Chronicles, the weekly newsletter that we have coming out, and that's kind of uh, more adult-led and kind of put that format together and everyone submits things and then we package that and, and get, it, get that out. And then the student voice, I want to make sure the students have a voice and that comes out through uh, the Wolfpack News. And they get to say what's going on kind of in their world. And yeah, we have to sometimes say no or edit a little bit. But most of the time, 95% of the time, it's just raw of what they and their flavor and their voice it's coming out. So I really think, um, and of course, the numbers and culture, but I really think the communication piece on the adult side through the Chronicles and on the student side, um, I, I hope that um, that comes through. Absolutely. Yeah, you're not going anywhere for a very, very long time. Very long time. We, we need you here. So we're blessed to have you. And I think what, what's cool is you talk about communication all the time, communication all the time. And, and you do a great job. Our school does a really good job of communicating because I think what happens when you don't communicate, people are going to fill that void with whatever they want to. And, and it's very cool that students have a voice here and we listen and we evaluate. And that's one of our core priorities is to, to have student voice and to have communication with our teachers and coaches and that's something you brought to the table you know my, my last question here which is uh, an important question for me because I know what this school and I know what you've done and we've all 
you know, work towards doing this is, is making North Paulding special and different and, and uncommon. So my kids have grown up here, of course, my wife, every picture, it feels like we have somebody's wearing a North Paulding t-shirt or they're here. So tell us a little bit about what makes North Paulding so special. What makes it uncommon and what, what does it hold in your heart? Well, I think it's special for several reasons. I could probably talk a long time, but I'll, I'll narrow it down to, to one or two things. Um, it's definitely, as I said earlier in the academic part, talking about teachers, it's people, not programs. Well, it's people in this community. And um, I won't go too much into what happened the first week of school, um, but I think that's a perfect example of the people of North Paulding. Um, you know, they kind of got a little national media, a little national attention there, and it, it wasn't so positive. But you know what? It, it didn't waver. It made uh, the North Paulding community, uh, the Wolfpack community, even stronger. Love that shirt by, by Beth Green there. You mess with one um, member, you mess with the whole pack. I, I think they know what North Paulding stands for. They know what was truly going on. They know where we are. And so that love for the community, that love for the school, that love for the students, the teachers, the everyone around the district, I, I think that shined through. Um, I got so much support and everyone else did in the building locally. And I think we could all focus on the negative part, but I really want to focus on what made it so special. And during that time, it was a shine through on the local support here of our community. And so I think that's what's there. Also, where else are you going to see the support when you talk about 600 uh, people in the football program, in your feeder program, 400 in the lacrosse program, our fine art program with over 200 band members. So I can go on and on about these types of programs and guess who comes out to support them? It's the families, it's the kids, and you see the attire. So, you know, one of the great things as, as a principal, how do you know a school set up for success? One, what is the growth like in that area? What is, the, what is the heart of that community? And then most importantly, what is the feeder programs like? Well, you kind of talked about the attire. You can go to the feeder programs and see at the elementary level what the kids are wearing, what the parents are wearing. You can go to the grocery store. You can see all that. And that, that lets you know the whole community. So they're, they're all in, all in. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great word for for our community, I think is, is all in, you know, we talk about our community and the support they show there, there's really not a better place uh, to work, to raise a family in this community because of that support and the way they're passionate about their own kids. Yes, but they're more about the success of everyone. And I think that's a 1% difference of caring about others and, and making sure everybody has what they need. And uh, you're absolutely right on that. You know, we talk about an attitude of gratitude and I just want to say thank you for being on the show today. And that's important. You know, we got a lot of people listening. We first started this thing. We thought it'd be kind of small and it'd be fun. And it is fun, but we, we've got a lot of people listening. Almost 2,000 downloads at our highest show. And I won't say who that was between. It was between a couple guys and, and girls and coaches. But I won't say who it is. But, you know, we want to say thank you to all our listeners, also to our community, and to you for just being a great boss. Uh, but more importantly, for me being a mentor and, and being a friend, I think we speak for all our administration 
all our teachers in our community. And uh, we know your job's not easy, uh, but we're grateful for you. And thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm, I think it was, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm not at the forefront. I don't want to be at the forefront. I'm here to support. And, um, you know, I, I know that's my job sometimes, but I, I'm really here to advocate for others and support others. And because it's about um, how great the school is doing at all times. So appreciate you and I appreciate um, all the schools doing to make lives special for our, our kids and our community. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you being on the show today. And that's another episode of our North Paulding 1% Athletics Podcast here with Principal Gabe Carmona. Great episode, and we're excited about the future. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Mr. Gabe Carmona, as I know I did. I really enjoyed what he talked about as he said, people over programs or people over projects. I think that's such a well thought out component of our school leadership and what we're trying to do, but more importantly, what our community does every day. Thank you for putting other people first in our community as we strive to make a difference 1% of the time.